This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance, or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, thanks so much for being here. So today we're going to talk about writing compelling product listings for your products. So you've put all the work into researching your customer, you've created the best product you can, you've found a supplier and now you're almost there. And if you've been following along with this podcast right from the start, which I know some of you have been, then perhaps this is where you're at. So the next thing to think about after you've done all of this hard work is to create a product listing that really sells your products. And even if that's not where you are right now, assuming that you are listening because you're creating a product that you want to sell online at some point, you are going to need a product description. It's also probably worth listening to this episode if you have a product that's currently selling and you're not making as many sales as perhaps you would like, because you will get some tips and advice in this episode on how you can optimise that listing to generate more sales. So the tips I speak about today apply to anywhere where you'd sell your product online, whether that's your own website or whether that's a specific marketplace. The only exception are Amazon product listings, which are slightly different. And I'm actually going to tackle those a bit later in the episode separately because there are some extra things and some different things that you need to be aware of if you're planning on selling your product on Amazon. But regardless of where you plan to sell your product, the first thing to do when you're thinking about writing your product listing, and in fact, right at the beginning of your product creation journey, as we've spoken about many times before, is knowing who your customer is. Um, As I say, we've spoken about this a lot. Hopefully by now you've done a lot of research and you have a really good idea of who your customer is and who you're writing your product description for. So we've spoken about this in lots of episodes, so I'm not going to go into detail about it now. So great episodes to listen to if you want to know a little bit more about researching your customer are episodes five, episode six and episode nine. And I'm going to link to all of these in the show notes to make it super easy to find them. And if you haven't done this, if you so you hopefully you know who your customer is, but if you haven't specifically done this next step, I think it's a good time to get a pen and paper or type however you prefer to do it and to write down the problems or concerns that your customer has and how your product helps with this and how it will improve their life. And if that sounds a bit vague to you and a bit of um, a pointless exercise, um, bear with me and I'm going to explain why that's really important. 
So a really good product description talks about the benefits of the products and not just the features. So it is really easy to fall into the trap of listing out all the things that your product has and all the things your product does. And this is important. So customers may well want to know um, what your product's made of, what the dimensions are, depending, you know, what the ingredients are, depending on what it is you're selling. That information is important. But if you know who your customer is and how your product can help them, it's much easier to talk about the benefits. So this is much more compelling for a customer because you're telling them how by purchasing your product, it will improve their life in some way. And this can be a really small thing as well. Like it doesn't literally have to be life changing, but these small things really do make a difference. So for example, uh, my tiny chipmunk bamboo hooded towels are bigger than most towels on the market and they're a really good quality. So I designed them so they last from newborns right up until four to five years of age. And the advantage here is that you only have to buy one towel, which will last for years and it can be handed down to other children. Um, So how I've written this in my product description, and I'm going to read you exactly what it says, is a larger size, 90 centimetres by 90 centimetres, makes this towel perfect from newborn to toddler and then in brackets up to four to five years with plenty of room for growth. The size and quality means this towel will be used for years to come and will be in great condition when you're ready to pass it on. So rather than just stating the size, um, my description tells my customers that I understand a problem they might have, which is buying things for their babies that just don't last. And I also tell them how my product solves this. So coming back to what I said before, if you don't know what problem your product solves, now's the time to, to, to think about that so you can make sure that is included in your listing. Because remember, it's benefits that sell and not just features. So next thing to think about when you're writing your product description is sharing a little bit of yourself. So what I mean by this is if you've created your products, which you, you know, presumably you have created your product, it means something to you. Then tell people that, tell people what it is, whether it's I saw there was a gap in the market or I had a problem and I came up with this solution. People do want to hear your story because people want to buy from people, not just faceless brands. So for example, um, I share that I created my products when I had my second baby and realised that very few of the things I brought for my first baby were up to being used again. That's what, that was the catalyst for starting my business and selling my, creating my products. And I talk about that a lot because it's a true story. Um, That's why I'm, you know, that's why I'm doing it. And I feel like people can perhaps relate to that and resonate to that. Um, and kind of understand a bit more about me and where I'm coming from and I think that's and I do think that's important see I think that sharing a story is actually quite compelling Um, and don't worry I mean if you're creating a product because you want to make a lot of money that's fine too by the way Um, it's just about you know how you sort of how you want to how you want to share that so you could say something like after years in the corporate world I wanted to do something where I can earn money but also fits around my family I've always loved crafting and I wanted to start selling my own craft supplies as an example so I, I don't worry about why you've come into doing this so much but anything about yourself and your story that you can share I think is really good and if you don't feel there's a particular story about yourself that you want to share, or perhaps or for your reason for creating your product, then why don't you tell a story about an aspect of your product? I think storytelling is like a really important and sometimes overlooked part of, of writing product descriptions. Um, 
I write lots of descriptions. I write product descriptions every week for a variety of clients. And one thing I always try and do is tell a little bit about that brand or that individual um, and just put a bit of personality into it. Um, feedback I often get when I write product descriptions for people, it's all oh, that doesn't look like a, a description that I've written before that doesn't look like the kind of thing I'm used to seeing and I think I'm taking that as a compliment I hope it's meant that way um I have lots of good reviews writing my product listing so hopefully that is um that's meant in a nice way but I think it's because too too often um you know they are quite dry and just state what a product is and what it does but I think putting some personality into it is really important and as I say if you don't feel there's a story behind you then there must be a story about your product or an aspect of your product maybe you use a really unusual ingredient or component what is it that makes it special so in my product description for example I talk a lot about the natural properties of bamboo because this is a key element of my product and I really do genuinely believe that it's the best fabric choice for babies and children and so I talk a lot about that and I want to share why it is that I feel that and why I made the decision to create my products from bamboo when I could have just made them from cotton or from any other any other fabric and that's something that I talk about a lot um another good example of this is I met a lady last week who sells products that are made from olive trees and if the, and the wood the, the olive wood that she makes her products from um would have been otherwise burnt if she didn't you know if, if she wasn't using them using this wood another way um and I think that's a really good story it's interesting and I remembered it and I remembered to tell you whereas if she had just told me that she makes products out of olive trees without adding that extra little detail perhaps it wouldn't have been so memorable so that's just something to think about okay so getting a little bit more um technical if you want to say that or don't don't get scared because so technical another thing to think about when you're writing your description on on Sort of on top of all of this is to make sure you're including relevant keywords but my caveat here is to make sure that this makes sense so what do I mean so if you want your product to be found you need to include relevant keywords in your product description and when I mean keywords I in the simplest terms I mean what are the kind of words that customers or potential customers would be using if they were searching for product like yours whether they're searching on Google or on any online marketplace what things would they actually type into the search bar so these might vary across the marketplaces you list your product on and you might want to slightly tweak your product description and the keywords you use for each of them so for example um, a keyword that you use on Etsy might or might not be different to a keyword that will drive traffic to your website via a Google search and then Amazon is a whole different story when we talk about keywords and we will go to, into that in more detail very soon so in general the keywords you use won't vary that much but you just might want to make some tweaks for different marketplaces um, and you can use free tools such as Google Keyword Planner to look into potential keywords um, so this is things like I know just to make sure I'm being really clear so this is things so for example I sell bamboo muslin swaddles so obviously some of the things people might type into Google it, let's just use Google as an example if they were looking for my products or products like mine is they might type um, swaddles for newborns um, they might type how to swaddle because they might be looking information on how to do it they might be looking at think they might be looking for bamboo swaddles they might be looking for bamboo wraps that's the term that people also use there's all kinds of things that people might actually type into the search bar if they were looking for products like mine and I need to make sure that as many of those keywords 
the thing and the words that people are searching for are included in my product listing but in a way that makes sense so the main thing to when I say that that needs to make sense the main thing to remember when you write them in your listing is to ensure that what you're writing actually makes sense and you're not just doing what's called keyword stuffing and when we talk about amazon listings a bit later on i will explain this in a bit more detail because i'd see in amazon product listings especially in product titles you can really see when someone's just tried to cram loads of keywords into there and it the title reads like a list of words that don't actually make a whole lot of sense um and that's what we want to avoid. So ways to do this naturally would be, to, for example, if we use my swaddle as an example, and let's say some people use the term swaddle and some use the term wrap. In one sentence, I might write our bamboo swaddles are. And then in another sentence, I might refer to them as our bamboo wraps to cover both of those keywords. Um, but it's a natural way included in the description. And just by sort of ch- changing how you define something, it's just a really natural way of including the rel- including the different terms people might be looking for in your writing, but in a way that actually still makes sense. So the next thing, and probably the final thing to think about with your product description is to remember that you also need to have some great photos to accompany this great text that you're writing. So well-written, informative text is really important, but you, yeah, you do need great images to go along with it. Um, I have written some blog posts in the past about how to hire and brief a professional photographer and also how to take your own product photos and I will link to both of those in the show notes for this episode. In a few weeks time, I'm actually recording today in fact, um, an episode with a product photographer who's going to talk more about how to take your own product photos. So do listen out for that one. As I say, I've, I've have a blog post on the subject when I had a go at doing it myself, which I think turns out okay, but let's see what a professional says. Um, she's bound to have some really good advice and hints on all kinds of things like how to set up. She's bound to have loads of really fantastic tips. So yeah, do listen out for that one. That's coming out in just a few weeks time. And I guess the the, overview, the main things to think about is whether you're taking photos yourself or whether you're briefing someone else to do it. It's just think about what kind of images you need. So, you know, you want images that show your products from all kinds of angles. Depending on what your product is, you might want images of the, the inside and the outside. You might want images that show the packaging. You might want ones that sort of um, zoom in on a particular feature. You might want what's called lifestyle images. So images of someone actually using your product, for example. Um, I have images of babies wrapped up in my swaddles, images of babies wearing my hooded towels, images of children eating from my bowls. Um, So, you know, you might want some pictures like that. So a good place to start is to just write down a list of the images that you think you need. And then you can think about, you know, whether you're going to take them yourself or whether you're going to need some help. If you have a little bit of budget, graphics are also a really good way to highlight particular aspects of your product. And you can see some great examples of this on Amazon product listings. They're a good place to to see. So what I, this I mean, you might have an image um, showing a product and there might be text on that image highlighting the key features, for example. Or there might be um, sort of a magnified, you know, part of the product might be magnified and then there might be some text explaining a particular feature. If you have an idea of what you'd like these images to look like and you can perhaps even sketch them or mock them up somewhere, you know, just a really rough mock up, it actually shouldn't be that expensive to find someone to create them for you on a freelancing site. So something like Fiverr or People Per Hour. Um, And it's actually a really nice way of adding a bit more to your overall 
product listing, particularly on some sites where character length is limited. Um, you can get a little bit of extra text on these images. And also remember that people don't always read every word that you write. People are often skimming them. Um, and on lots of sites, the images are really prominent. And, you know, by flicking through the images, they might be able to get the gist of your products, get some of the benefits and the features, even if they don't want to read the text in great detail. So it's just another way to help sell your product. So let's now talk about how you actually write a product description. So if you're unsure of where to start, I would suggest a really good structure is a title containing as many keywords as you can, but making sense. One or two paragraphs of text giving an overview of the product, what it is, who it's for, and then three to five bullet points outlining the benefits of the product. Um, remember to be really clear on what it is, who it's for and how it will make their lives better. I actually think it would help to have that in front of you when you sit down to write your product description. You obviously don't want to make bold claims that aren't true or might not be true or write anything misleading, but do remember on the other on the other end of this the goal of your product listing is to sell your product so you can't be shy and modest either obviously yeah don't make bold claims that aren't true but if your product genuinely does something is something benefits somebody say it you do actually need to say it the structure that I'm recommending is actually really similar to the um, structure of an Amazon product listing which we'll go into a few into more in a few minutes I actually write all of my own product listings for my products with Amazon in mind so I write the product listings to go on Amazon and then I tweak them for the other marketplaces I sell them on um, because I actually think it's a really good structure I think having a clear title product title is good because often that's the first thing people see they see your title and they see your um, first image depending whatever marketplace they're looking at I think that having bullet points is really good because it's, you know, it's just short, snappy pieces of information. People can skim them really nicely. And then the paragraph of text is, I think, if someone wants more information, the way I like to think of it is the title grabs brings them in. The bullet points are kind of like all the key information they need that needs to be in there. And then the descriptive text might be where you talk a bit more about yourself, your story, um, your brand and I think that that's the you know the last thing that someone would look at so that's equally important but I think that when you're structuring it it's kind of like when they talk about you know writing for newspapers it, you know the title needs to have everything that someone would need and then the bullets and then the description I think you need to sort of make sure your most important information is up front and structure it like that so once you have written product description you've got something you're sort of happy with I think it's always a good idea to do a bit of a sense check so I would read through it and I would check for typos and spelling mistakes um check that your spelling is right for the country or that you're listing your product in so for example if you are writing a product description for amazon.com as opposed to .co.uk do make sure you've got American English spelling check that it sounds natural and conversational uh, as well um as I said, I think it's nice to to write something that sounds, you know, a bit has a bit of personality to it. And my top tip for working out if something does is read it aloud and obviously do it on your own if it makes you feel better. Um, if it doesn't feel natural or you feel uncomfortable saying any of it, then perhaps think about making some edits. Also share it with a friend. If you've got someone that you trust, a friend, 
partner, family member, anyone, get them to read through it and, and give you some feedback and see what and see what they think. And remember that you that you know you can get some help if you need it. If this what I've gone through feels like way too much, um, I'm here to help. I offer a product description writing service, or I can edit a product description you've already written, or we can just get on the phone and you can show me and I can just give you one or two, you know, really quick things you can do to improve. Um hopefully you've heard I offer free 20 minute calls in 20 minutes we could definitely come up with sort of you know free things that you could do really quickly to work on your listing if that's the kind of help that would be useful for you so if it is please get in touch um I'll link to my website it's vickyweinberg.com um go over there and see if I can possibly help you but now I want to move on and talk about Amazon product listings specifically because these differ slightly as I mentioned from listing in other marketplaces because there are lots of rules you have to follow around words you can use and can't use, number of characters you can use, the fields you have to complete and how your images have to look. I've written a really detailed blog post on this which I'll also link to in the show notes Um, but I just wanted to cover the basics with you because I do know that a lot of you are looking at Amazon as a potential platform so I didn't want to overlook that. I do also have a free guide on how to write a well-optimised Amazon product listing. It's basically a checklist of things to make sure you have before you hit publish on that listing and again I'll link to that via the show notes for this episode. So there are a few things I think you need to do to create a really well-optimised Amazon listing. And the first thing is to do your research, which you've already covered. And the next thing is to do some more Amazon-specific keyword research. So as I mentioned before, there are plenty of free keyword tools on the market, as well as pay keyword tools. If you do want to pay for a tool, um, the one I use is Jungle Scout. I think it's really good. Um, I'll link to it over in the show notes. You can take a look. Often they do free trials. And if you're just looking to write one product listing for now, and actually a free trial, you know, might be all that you need. So if you don't want to pay for any kind of keyword tool, which I, which I totally get, there's lots of costs when you're getting set up. You can do a lot of really good research yourself just using the Amazon search bar by looking at other listings and taking notes of the words they use, particularly in their titles. Um, using the Amazon search bar, there's actually a really good way of getting long tail keywords and you do this by pretending to be a customer. So long tail keywords are effectively a keyword phrase, i.e. muslin swaddle blanket for newborns, so for example. So I sell 100% bamboo business models. If I go to Amazon's homepage, so there's not Amazon Seller Central, but that homepage that you would go to as a customer and I type swaddle in the search bar, it brings up a list of options to finish that search term. So you know that these are the things people are actually searching for. So example, swaddle blanket for newborn is the first one that came up when I looked at that this morning. So I, you know, I know from that that that's something that people are often typing into the Amazon search bar because Amazon have brought that up as the first example as soon as I've typed swaddle that's what they think I'm looking for so you can use this method to work out the terms people are searching for and then include those in your product listing and in your paid advertising if you decide to use any Amazon paid advertising further on down the line so I think that's um quite a nice little hack and a free way of getting some really good search terms so for example I might search I I would search swaddle and see what came up I might also type the words blanket in and see what came up newborn so I would look for any kind of words and phrases around my 
product and see what um other suggestions amazon gave me and then i think you can do, you know do that spend half an hour 20 minutes half an hour doing that and you should end up with a really nice list of keywords and long tail keywords as well which I, as i say you can include these in your product listing and then do keep a note of them as well so that if you do decide you want to do any paid advertising on amazon down the line then um you know you've got them ready so you've already researched those so you have your keywords, something on Amazon to think about, as well as including them in your listing, is to make sure you complete your backend search terms field. So when you set up a listing on Amazon, and I'm not going to go into you know massive detail about that now because that's probably something for another podcast, um, there are various fields you can complete depending on the type of product that you're listing. But for any product in any category, you will see when you go to create your listing, a little tab that says search terms, and you can, add, and you can now add 250 characters for keywords. It used to be a lot more, so you need to use these wisely. And the best way to do this is to use enter your keywords as a string of words with no punctuation, no commas, no repetition, and just use spaces to separate them. It's okay to repeat words in here that you've used in your description text, but don't duplicate words in your search terms. Don't write sentences, don't write phrases, don't use words like and or of, and always use the plural where you can and if it makes most sense. Um, It probably is worth having a look at the blog post for this episode to really understand what I mean, but I'm going to try and explain this. So let's say, for example, you're selling coffee bags and some of your keywords are premium coffee coffee bags, single serve coffee bags, organic coffee bags, coffee bags, organic coffee. So we've got one, two, three, four, five search terms that you've come up with. You wouldn't write them as I've just read them in your search term fields. You would write premium, coffee, bags, single, serve, organic and the algorithm would do the rest. So what you're doing is you're stripping out any duplication, you're adding the plural to words where it makes sense, so you'd write bags rather than bag, and this is really the best way to optimise the the space that you've got. So when you're thinking about your backend search terms, that's something to keep in mind, and I think that's actually quite, hopefully quite a useful tip. So still talking about search terms is that, or keywords, however you want to call them, Another common thing I see, and I mentioned this earlier, is product titles on Amazon, which are so full of keywords that they don't actually read correctly or make a lot of sense. So here's an example of a title stuff of keywords I've actually seen. I'm going to read, I'm not going to, I'm going to leave out the brand name, but I'm going to read the rest of the title. So it reads, squeaky fun, dogs, toys, gift set, large, plush, non-stuffed, durable, raccoon and squirrel animals, interactive chew, exercise, play rope with tennis ball for puppy adult dogs. So here's the same title with the same keywords rearranged in a more logical way. This isn't actually one I've written, I've worked on. This is just an example I wanted to create for you. So you can see, so you, you know, what I just read maybe sounds like a string of words, but, but listen to it like this. Squeaky fun dog's toy gift set. Large non-stuffed durable plush. Raccoon and squirrel animals. Interactive play rope with tennis ball. For chewing, boredom, games and exercise. For small, medium and large puppy and adult dogs. Now, I'm not going to say that's perfect. That's just something I've mocked up, you know, for the purpose of of this and the blog post. And do take a look at it on the blog post as well, because perhaps 
it'll be something that's clearer when you actually can see it. Um, but I hope that's helpful just to demonstrate how you can use the same words, but by putting them in sentences and just organise them a little bit better, they'll actually make a bit a bit more sense. Um, and how I would organise them into sentences is with with the product titles is I just put a dash between each, you know, the bit where I want someone to pause, I just put a little dash to separate those out. And um, if you go and take a look at Amazon, which and if you are looking to write a pro- an Amazon product description, I do recommend you always go to Amazon and look at your competitors and look at how they've written and structured their product listings. Not to copy, definitely don't copy people. I do not think you should do that. But just to get an idea of the kind of words people are using, because you can use the same words but you know you need to be putting them in your own voice your own tone you can't just copy somebody's title but you can also look at how they've how they've structured it and that will give you a really good idea of how to create your own so let's move on and talk about images specifically on Amazon because the rules for images are different and they can and do change so I do recommend looking at again looking at the blog post for this episode and following the link to the Amazon image guidelines just in case something changes between me recording this and you listening and if you're listening in the future then that may well be the case. But the key thing to know is that your main product image has to just show the product so you can't show anything that isn't sold on it. You can't you know, you can't show any, the, your main image basically can't be a lifestyle image, there can't be any text on it, um, there can't be any accessories that aren't sold included in that picture, it's just the product on a plain white background and that's the one shot that you absolutely have to have. Um, so even if you've got lots of lovely lifestyle images or pictures taken on a coloured background, you can use those for the other images but for the main one, you want to have the white background it's a pretty easy image to get and um, I will link to a post where I talk about how I got those shots myself using my iPhone to take them and then Canva to take the background out Um, Canva have a background remover tool which is pretty easy so if you do have these images already but they don't have a plain background or they don't have a plain white background you could use a tool like Canva to take the backgrounds out of an existing image rather than having to take another one and again if this is something that you don't fancy doing yourself this would be such a quick job I think you'd be able to find someone really easily on a freelancing site who could do this for you quickly and cheaply so that's um all I'm going to say about images because that's the only thing that's really different with Amazon images for the rest of them you can have lifestyle shots you can have people in your images you can have text as I mentioned before um just make sure you have that one main image on a plain white background. So we've spoken a bit, little bit already about the structure of your of your product listing. So you, first of all, you'd have the title, which we've covered. Um, the title is obviously key because it impacts search results and along with that main image plays a big part in whether someone actually decides to go through and click it or not. You then have your bullet points. On Amazon, you can have five bullet points of features. I recommend that you use all of them. Um, even if it, it might mean sort of you have to break down what you wanted to say to to cover all of them um an exercise it's possibly worth doing is to think about the features of your product the features of your brands um you know the, the things that make you different and list out those five and then write a bullet point for each of them so for example you might have a couple of bullet points on particular features of your product say 
So for example, you might have a couple of bullet points around sort of particular features and you know how they're going to benefit someone. You might have a bullet point that tells a little bit about a particular element of your product or ingredient um, component or like as we spoke about before. So for example, I might have a bullet point about bamboo and then you might have a bullet point that explains a little bit more about your brand or your processes. So for example, I've written quite a lot of um, product listings for food products recently that don't contain preservatives so you know that's worthy for bullet point um perhaps they're hand jarred that's something that's also quite nice perhaps your products you know perhaps you, you know you make them yourself or they're made by a really small team um wh- whatever it is that you think makes you and your product unique get that in the bullet points and then the final aspect of an amazon product listing is a description so this is the paragraph or couple of paragraphs of text that we've that I spoke about before um, and I guess my key thing to mention for the for Amazon product listings is that if you just write you know in a, in a Google Doc or in Word or whatever a paragraph or two of text when you paste it into Amazon all that formatting disappears and having a well formatted description obviously looks much more professional than just a block of text which is what you'll get if you take your text and paste it straight in so my top tip here is to use basic html coding to break your text into paragraphs and to highlight key phrases so for example you might want bullet points in there you might want some some text to be in bold and you can see an example of what i mean on the blog post um it's pretty simple and i actually have a really good sort of tip to do this which is to use something called word html so it's website wordhtml.com it's free it's really quick i'll link to it in the show notes as well so all you really have to do is paste your text into the first screen click html and it will give you the code um you before you paste the code into amazon you might want to tweak it slightly because sometimes it adds in random characters but you can do this all on the editor i promise it's really easy um and definitely worth doing just to make your listing look that little bit more professional you can also use something called a plus content to give you even more options of how to organize your text you could have more you can also use something called a plus content on amazon to give you even more options for your product description if your brand is registered with amazon so if you have a brand that's been registered as a trademark um but i think that's probably one for a separate episode um, because there's a lot more to go into and i feel like that's probably enough for today so remember if you do need help i have the free amazon product listing checklist which is a great starting point and i think will actually help with listings for other marketplaces too as while amazon are quite strict on you know the rules and character limits and which words you can and can't use which I haven't listed out here because they change all the time um, and that's something you can go over to Amazon's seller portal and take a look at um, it does really apply anywhere you're writing a product description I do actually think that the format you know title bullets description is good I think thinking about your search terms is always good so I think that's hopefully a really useful resource um and as i mentioned before i'm also really happy to help you so i write and edit lots of product descriptions every week if you think i can help you just get in touch i would love to hear from you it's vicky at tinychipmunk.com so thank you so much for listening for making it through to the end i know that's quite a long one hopefully you found it useful if you have um 
please do tell your friends um, and please do subscribe so you don't miss out on what we've got coming up. So thank you so much. Have a lovely day. Have a lovely rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.